Ah, the screen is so white. It's so white. All right. So now to part two. Raf asks, could you talk a bit more about YouTube analytics? Or a lot? I was very surprised when you mentioned you get a million views per month and found it very interesting because it means a large portion of your audience is watching old stuff from your massive library of content, which is very different from how I consume your content. Usually watching select few games as soon as the episodes are available. I'd be interested to hear your other uh, properties of our Keith Watcher Collective. Could you walk us through the data that YouTube provides? Also, uh, do you use analytics in determining what games to pick for any other channel-related things, or is it most more of a curiosity? To start things off, before I lose people in the boring details, if they do phase out, let's answer the most interesting question, I think, which is the ending part. And I would say that by and large, yes and no, because of course it's always nuanced and complicated because that's every answer I give. And I'm not, I'm nothing of not predictable in my lack of straightforwardness. <laughs> uh, the vast majority of the time, I would say it's more of a curiosity. For example, we're about to look at stuff that I don't look at very much at all. Uh, analytics in general. Uh, I just don't really uh it's like a minor curiosity of like ah, how are things doing these days i used to be more obsessive over it earlier on because you're just trying to cling to any amount of progress you ever make and feel good about that and all that which i, I get like especially early days where it's like you're trying to oh, i was trying to make sad games work for a few years and didn't really have much of an audience or community and didn't have patreon support to look at for example and so it's just like you're just trying to appreciate uh how well you're doing as a channel and trying to feel like you're making progress and numbers going up makes you feel like you do well at stuff being in school or being in video games. Like you're just like used to making numbers go up to, as a form of progress and stuff like that. Uh, we're looking at the classic, uh, YouTube analytics because I'm not familiar with the new ones, but we'll look at the new ones at the end just to see how they look different and so on. Uh, but this is the kind of data that we have available to ourselves and so on. Uh, but yeah, uh, generally speaking, what I look way more at instead is my recent videos view counts. Like what I look at is more like, let's see, I got to open this in incognito mode because otherwise it'll be logged in as me and it'll show it'll be out of order and stuff like that. Like, I'll just look at these videos. I'll go, I'll scroll down a few days to see like the more mature numbers as opposed to like the stuff that's happening over the last uh, 24 hours and stuff like that. Watch, wow, that, that's, that's been doing well. It was uploaded right when I started recording this. <laughs> uh, I, I got to remember to do more highlight videos with stuff with Bird just when a good moment happens because... Uploading a highlight video of the thing like a month later is just kind of like a nice little, ah, I remember that. But also the video, I think, does well and stuff because it's a, a little surprise short video is probably a good idea. That's part of the appeal, I think, of having shorter Jackbox videos too, perhaps. Uh, but yeah, I'll scroll down a, few, a fair bit and I'll usually look at this. So I, I actually look at the publicly available information that you guys have uh, when I'm looking at what i what what i want to take away from how well stuff did and uh that can potentially inform my choices in particular like i'll be like ah i'll see like a bunch of views on jackbox and like some comments being like ah yeah 
yeah i want more jackbox and stuff like that that's and uh and then i'll that 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 makes it more fresh in my head of like ah there's a push for jackbox and also i like jackbox so like seeing some seeing some comments pop up more recently on older jackbox videos for example or also the push of me finally getting around to uploading some older jackbox stuff a few a few weeks ago and the encouragement of those on those videos pushed me to then record the newer session of jackbox videos because i just felt better about making said content and stuff like that so there's some of that but there's also stuff where i would i will just keep going regardless so a lot a large amount of the decision making process here is my own taste and my own desire of what to play on the channel so like Civilization 5 as a series, which I don't even know how watchable any of that is because it's like a super slow thing and I don't know what I'm doing and it's all a weird mess and there's super long videos and all that. That's definitely just like, as a lot of the multiplayer stuff is, just like, ah, that's what I felt like doing and we just went for it and stuff like that. And then, uh, but at the same time, like, I will often say that like my go-to when I was starting my channel is I wanted to take any successes I had and stick with them. And try to see them through. So like uh, when I played Demon Souls. And that was the first game that kind of did did well for a bit. I then went on to play Dark Souls. And Dark Souls 2 as they uh, when Dark Souls 2 came out. Because uh, that was an obvious connection to make between them. And then I tried to play other third person RPGs. Because I was trying to attract the attention of the people who played those that watched those other playthroughs. To continue to watch more playthroughs from me. Then when I played Grim, like that, that I kept playing more RPGs because that just kind of was the natural leaning for me. And then I, when I played Grimrock Two, people seemed to enjoy watching me solve the puzzles and stuff like that. So that led to me playing Talos Principle and The Witness and stuff like that. And that's why I have a dedicated puzzle slot these days. Uh, was all because of Grimrock Two and realizing that I had a demographic under like I was an underclass, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, I had a demographic like subsection that was that like there was a there was a Venn diagram there between people who wanted to watch their RPGs and people who wanted to watch puzzle games like those maybe just naturally overlap enough to have a subsection where I make puzzle videos and RPG videos and so on and so like when I was forming my channel I cared more about those kinds of pieces of information and how they connect to each other. And what can be learned from that stuff. I'm just going to scroll for the sake of having more visual dynam dynamism in this video. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that's... I look at that information while I'm going through here. And uh, in particular, looking at my own page in incognito mode is very useful. Because it shows stuff in the chronological order of uh, their upload. If I look at this in non... If I look at this while I'm signed in, it shows all of my unlisted and private videos... Uh, in a crazy mishmash order like this this page is basically broken uh when you're logged in as the account that they're being uploaded to uh so looking at these viewerships i can i can learn things about the the daily uploads it's like let's look at a nice midsection where no, no video no particular playlist has just started necessarily this is a good spot probably hello pathologic so pathologic was the beginning of the day it's like that has 400 views the Let's Try of that day has a thousand views. Paper Mario has seven hundred. Sinking City has seven hundred. Outer Wilds has over a thousand. Judgment has has the least of the day. Satisfactory's over here. I think it might have just come back recently. 
and then uh, and then Drawful Two is up here, the Jackbox game, and then it, then it loops to the next day. Uh, like fifty fewer people watch the next video of Pathologic. Apparently, I, w I wonder why there was a spike there. Maybe they were intrigued by the title, "The Plague's Final Trick." Uh, so this loop here, these five videos and those three, uh, the number of videos per row is slightly skewed because I, I'm I'm in a zoomed in uh, thing to make the video a little look a little better for you guys. Uh, so you can learn a bit about that, like how how well each slot is performing. And so if I see a game that I'm not particularly psyched about viewership-wise, and also I don't love it as far as my gameplay goes, then that is what more affects my decision-making process. Like a good example is watching like watching the viewership for Judgment and Sinking City sink down over time. Uh, there's a split there, which is that I like Judgment and I don't really like Sinking City. And so I, going forward, I might make more informed decisions about avoiding Sinking City-style projects, both because they don't perform well and because I'm not crazy about making the content in the first place, because that, didn't, that wasn't great. Uh, that's a decent amount of why I don't cover AAA games that much, is that it's both of those things at the same time. One, there's a ton of competition for AAA games, so people have already been exposed to them on other channels constantly, and you have to like really fight day one to get any viewership at all because there's so much competition for the same game and people don't really want to watch the same playthrough three times in the same month, for example, across different channels. But also because I don't really like AAA games. They're mechanically stagnant and uninspired. They're trying to appeal to the lowest common denominator and everyone simultaneously. And they don't really have cool stuff to show us the same way that like a Pathologic 2 or an Outer Wilds does. This is actually a nice screenshot for creative projects like Pathologic 2, The Texture Cyst, even Paper Mario to an extent, but maybe less so, but Outer Wilds, Off, Drawful 2, Satisfactory. These are games that have cool, interesting mechanics to show off, and in some cases narratives or just mechanical expressions or interpretations of, subs of subsets, whereas Sinking City is actually, even though it's not a AAA game, a fantastic example of how incredibly uninspired AAA game design can be when it's all about getting a game out under a deadline and finishing a project and like and working with your publisher and having a bunch of mechanics that are there because they're supposed to appeal to popular demographics but not necessarily having them come together in a cohesive meaningful way that has something new to say or a new expression that's worth experimenting with or you know being worth the player's time if they've played other video games before uh like a lot of these games on this screen are very cool and a couple of them aren't and sinking city and in, in, in this particular uh, view we're looking at right now is a good example of a game that's just really isn't worth anybody's time because it doesn't really have new gameplay loops or any particularly or even just like it doesn't stuff doesn't always have to be innovative and new but it has to be like a compelling thing like you can take a bunch of things that already exist and like tarantino them into a particular thing like because i'm just using him as an example because he's famous for like taking existing genres and putting his particular spin on that stuff but not necessarily doing anything that's wildly innovative and new in the process but making something that is in its in the end result something that people find compelling whereas 
AAA game development often takes a bunch of really familiar concepts and mixes them together to make something that's wholly derivative and has nothing else to provide. Like, when you're 10 Assassin's Creed sequels deep, like, Assassin's Creed 1 was cool. Assassin's Creed 2 was, like, and Brotherhood were kind of, like, progress on that idea. And then Assassin's Creed 3 and Revelations and Unity which I played those games and I'm like, I, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I still playing Assassin's Creed games? And they've just kept making more. <laughs> and, uh, I loved, uh, I loved, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum and Shadow of Mordor, the first Middle Earth open world game thing. But then they kept getting sequels that were worse. And like, I, like I, I did a let's play. I tried doing a let's play of Arkham City and like I wasn't really feeling it because it was just another Arkham game, and the audience was not watching it very much back in those days. So like that was kind of back when I had a limited schedule and I was working a full time job while let's playing. That was a game. That was a particular playthrough that died, uh, and I don't really see much reason to bring it back. And uh, and I'm also kind of burned on making those kinds of projects because. It's like, why am I playing this big AAA game where I'm not getting much out of it? Because it's not a new experience and it's not doing anything cool. And also the audience will drop off so hard because like they there's, there's not only there's there are a bunch of people competing to play said game that the audience might be watching instead, but also the audience might be playing it themselves. And because it's not a compelling, interesting, varied, cool experience in itself... They don't really have much reason to want to watch me play it too when they're already playing it themselves. And, you know, just they're just less inspired. So, like, I'm not into it either. Uh, so, you know, pursue the projects you're into. So that's the biggest thing is, like, genre and category dictates what I play more so than the individual viewership viewership numbers. And also, uh, really just continuing to create makes... Uh, affects my behavior more so than how well each individual playthrough does and uh some of it's my own stubbornness too like i like rpgs and i continue to make rpg content but as you've probably seen here and you will see if i keep scrolling around and stuff like that the thing that's in the rpg slot continuously performs less well than the other stuff on my schedule and if it isn't performing less well it will eventually perform less well once it's like 60 episodes deep in the case of like pathologic 2 or throne breaker and a bunch of other games like it's a very very long slow game uh and people will drop off over time over time even if they are kind of interested in it just because every time you make an every time you make an additional episode to any game it will always drop down in viewership because Every single episode is a chance for people to stop watching just because it's just so many episodes. And that's how like that's how television works. Uh, every season of television, when you see the ratings numbers, has big numbers on the first day and then it drops off. And then by the end of the, of the season, the viewership's numbers are usually like astonishingly worse until there's kind of usually a spike on the finale of each season. And then each and then each subsequent season of television also gets worse over time. I could look this up in a more meaningful way instead of just uh, talking about it. Let's say like the 100 wiki. Because that's what I went with apparently. 
probably like ratings numbers in here. There we go. There's a visual representation of what I'm talking about. Each season does worse than the previous season. Usually, stuff like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones that or Walking Dead that becomes like a cultural phenomenon. Usually like season two through four will be way better than season one because it spikes in popularity. And then it starts to trail down over time. Uh, but generally speaking, like, yeah, these shows will do what worse over the course of a season and also do worse over the course of the show. Both trends separately, but each premiere usually spikes. And that's how Let's Plays work. And that's why so many Let's Players uh, just do short playthroughs or they only do a few episodes and then they just drop the game and never finish it, especially on popular channels, is because they're doing those, they're chasing those those highs of the beginning of the playthrough and they don't, they don't want to recreate the uh, later part. And I don't like that. And also I like the kinds of content that is too long. So it's like a double thing where like I want to play Pathologic and I want to play Pillars of Eternity and Throne Breaker. So I spitefully will just do it anyway, even though the numbers are bad. Uh, and the part of my audience that found me in the first place because of said niche like that is appreciative of the fact that I stick it out and keep going despite the flagging numbers. But also I get to just make that content anyway because I want to. So it, it's kind of a win-win despite the fact that it's a lose and that it's not supporting the channel and that the uh, viewership isn't there. And it's a negative trend for the channel, essentially. Uh, I don't really agree that it's harmful in the way that some people claim it is to have like some content that underperforms. And like that's somehow harmful for the channel. There's a lot of like witchcraft going on with people's interpretations of the algorithm where like there's a lot of like essentially made up conclusions about how a lot of it works and that can be frustrating. And then people will and then uh, semi poorly informed people in the audience will then like quote a game theory video at me that claims to know the algorithm and stuff like that. And then that's all exhausting. But oftentimes... Uh, not only is the information about what supposedly wins with the algorithm often not even true and just kind of like a trend that people have kind of observed where they, they, they come up with a hypothesis that is supported by the evidence and then they just assume that it's true even though other arguments could potentially also be supported by said evidence. Uh, but also, I just because something is supported by the algorithm doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right way to run your channel because audience appreciation and all that is helpful and like getting people to actually support you and care about what and you and feel like they're supported by you and and so on uh and that you care about them is also worth engaging in and that's why i think i have like an abnormally high amount of patreon support patreon.com slash sebastian sb plug 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 this is time to plug it because this is the free trial of the of the series that is the Q&A series. Check it out. See, Q&A, 54 posts. You just click right there and you can see all the previous episodes if you click right there. I need to remove this because I haven't edited 2018 video and I might never do this series again of the every game I play thing. I don't know. Diminishing returns. Maybe, maybe move on to a new era since I've not edited this all year since I moved and maybe I just won't do that. Anyway, uh, I, need to, I need to use something else as a trailer. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you just so you guys know, you click right there, you can watch all the previous episodes. That's where you find it. They're tagged posts, so it'll filter them down so you can find them all that way. 
And hey, we're $300 away from the VR goal if you want me to get a Vive or I might look into alternate choices because now the Valve has a VR set or whatever. That's why it says Vive or something. Because I'm not, I haven't, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with my research yet to say for sure which one I'd get. But you want VR content, blah, blah, blah. But uh, to some extent, I think that, uh, let's see, should we look at examples, for example? Let's do Splatter Cat Patreon. Like, like this is a very large channel, for example, and that's the, his Patreon support, and that's my Patreon support, and he's got like 300,000 subscribers last time I checked, and I don't even have 100,000 subscribers, and that's, he's just a go-to example, I'm not trying to shit on Splattercat or anything, but it's just like, if I go for example to example, as I often do when I compare it to other Patreon support from different channels, I have noticed that much larger channels often have much less support, and part of that might be the fact that they push their their Patreon less. Part of it might be that they had, don't have as good of Patreon uh, uh, incentives as I do, because I have a, the voting system that like really does appeal to people on some level. That like other people are have maybe struggle to come up with things that uh, incentivize that like actual Patreon support organically that makes them want to stick around but also i think some of it might be that like people want to support me in part because they see a small channel and in part because like they see me do a hundred episodes of pathologic one like i did pathologic one for like 150 episodes and stuck it out when like 200 people were watching and stuff like that and people might appreciate that on some level and also i appreciate making that kind of content so it's kind of a win-win in that way that's why i say it's a win-win even though the viewership is low and you, and it's arguably damaging the channel and stuff like that is that i've made a i've made a livelihood out of doing things that are supposed to be bad for your youtube channel basically cuz uh i'm doing stuff that makes people happy even though it's supposed to be bad for your channel and i think that is arguably what leads to me getting this which this is why i have a living wage from youtube it's not from the analytics and it's not from uh the advertising alone uh because i've been doing this full-time for i don't know like three years or something like that i've lost track a little bit now it's a little surreal and i can't think about it very well but i've been a full-time youtuber since a while uh, i guess it says right here yeah like i've been treating it as a i've been trying to treat it as a full-time job for a while and i for and like i quit my job a few years ago and this is my full-time job now, and Patreon is how that became the case. It wasn't YouTube viewership. So kind of bucking the trend and refusing the algorithm to an extent is kind of how I've made a living, like, counterintuitively. And that's cool. <laughs> that's interesting. And I, that's 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 uh, fun to talk about. It's not exactly a thing I can actively recommend. It's really hard, and it's been a weird accident that I've fallen into. But uh that's why that's one of the many reasons why i kind of get away with not actively looking at my stats is knowing the fact that patreon support is to some extent created by me not actively looking at the stats also i said i was going to get into this part before going into the boring stats really quick as the opening but i ended up ranting about this for 20 minutes because this is who i am i guess but yeah, that's uh, that's how this goes also overwatch is absolutely just happening for me no one could be watching Overwatch, and I would still be doing Overwatch videos. It still does okay. One of the upsides of a series like Overwatch or Jackbox is that it's not a linear series. The episodes do occur in order, so if you watch them in order, then you get the full in-order context, for example, of like 
maybe there'll be a callback to a previous episode of Jackbox as a joke, and Overwatch might be like, the narrative there is that it's a series of things that are happening consecutively and where I'm getting better at the game and practicing different characters so you can watch my journey by watching them consecutively. But if you just watch today's Overwatch video and none of the previous ones, that's also fine because it's just us playing matches of Overwatch that aren't a campaign, for example. So like this is so like I think content like this, this and this also does better because of the fact that you can just watch it whenever. Whereas like a ga- like the a game as with as many episodes as Overwatch cuz uh if we go to the current area, the more recent videos, uh Overwatch is like 100 videos deep. Yep, 100 videos deep. There it is. Uh if we were that deep into a RPG playthrough, the viewership would have dropped significantly by now. Uh, but it uh, it hasn't, and I think that's because it's a video. It's a thing you can pick up and watch every day, and you can skip twenty episodes and then randomly watch the newest episode, and you don't have to. You don't feel like you have to catch up if you don't want to. So I think that's the upside to Jackbox and Overwatch and multiplayer content a lot of the time, and that's also the upside to the let's try slot which is also consistently one of the higher performing slots is that every single video is a different roll of the dice of how much people are going to watch it like maze of adventures or whatever like a random let's try will have 2000 views and the next one will have 400 views or whatever but they it trends pretty highly and i think it's because of the fact that people can just randomly log in every day so at the same time that kind of stuff complements the fact that i'm doing 100 episodes of pillows of eternity or whatever is that if that stuff performs poorly I kind of pick it up elsewhere with these alternate structured video content, which is the multiplayer and let's tries that you can kind of pick up and drop on the fly without having to watch all of. Uh, so that kind of helps fund the prospect too. In addition to the, uh, <clears throat> in addition to the uh, the Patreon support, and also just shorter playthroughs that I do in parallel, where the shorter playthroughs will have better viewership, but I still beat them. I need water. I've been talking too fast. All right, well, I went on about that for like half an hour. Let's actually look at the analytics now. So here's my viewership. It it rises and falls, but as you can see here, I have nearly 1 million views in the last 30 days at this interval. And nicely, you can like drag this thing around and get different 30-day intervals. Now we're closer to a million there. It looks like it's higher over here, so it's probably over a million. Yep, over a million views for that particular interval of March 19th to April 15th of 2019. Uh, viewership is usually higher during the summer, and there's also maybe a spike around Christmas, or if not a viewership spike around Christmas, eh, 1.1 uh, million views, December 25th to January 21st of this year. Uh, that kind of ranges. Uh, I can drag these, I don't want to lose my 30-day interval, so I'm not going to do it right now, but you can drag this to look at it like different intervals that aren't just 30 days, but you can keep dragging back. And then now that I've dragged it back far, far enough, this bar now shows the entire lifespan of my channel. So I registered this channel in 2006, as it says up here. But uh, I started uploading videos in 2013, which you can't even see the line for, but there's views happening here. Before then, I only had like three or four random videos, including like a high school video and crap like that. Uh, and a character creation video for the MMO Aeon or Ion or whatever. A-I-O-N. The game where you have wings. Stuff like that. But you can see like you can see my spikes of viewership along the way here. 
So if we go all the way back here, you'll see there is viewership. All the way back here would be when I was playing... It's still 30 days? It looks all inconsistent. Maybe the viewership was more... Oh wait, no. No, I think it's just not every single day was tracked. 111, 1, 2, 3, 4... No? It does appear to be every day. I guess it's just so spiky looking because when you have less viewership, the numbers are way more RNG and weird. It's like way back then, I only had 2,000 views for an entire month. Look at that. The transition from 2013 to 2014, I had 2,000 views in an entire month. Now I make now I make about a million views per month. The exponential difference there is nuts. And some of you were there. Here's my most viewed things. Banner Saga, the playthrough I didn't finish, and then I came back years later to finally do it correctly. Uh, Aeon character customization. Look at that viewership. Doesn't even have a real thumbnail. Then Demon Souls, which is like what I was doing at the time. I was making Outlast and Demon Souls videos back then at the beginning of my solo channel. Because I did my... Because I said 20, I said 2011 earlier. I was doing sad games with Andrew in 2011. I uploaded. I started uploading with 2013 on this channel when I started doing solo content. And so that this was my these were my first playthroughs. Outlast Part One was my first Let's Play on this channel, and then uh, Demon Souls Part One was the second Let's Play. I did them in parallel eventually, uh, and then eventually started doing some multiplayer stuff and Shadow Tower and spreading out and doing everything and trying to figure out what to do with my future and go forward a bit. We're now in May of 2014. I already have 22,000 views this month. I've already made significant progress. I'm doing Dark Souls and Bound by Flame and Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 2 Part 1 has a bunch of... Uh, I'm hitting thousands of views with some videos. That's crazy. Look at all these views I'm getting. And so like you can see my, my, my system was working here where I was like, okay, Demon Souls did okay. So I played Dark Souls in parallel. I, I played Dark Souls after Demon Souls and then Dark Souls 2 came out and I jumped on that shit. And I actually put the Dark Souls 1 playthrough on pause so I could play Dark Souls 2. And then once I'd played Dark Souls 2, maybe a couple times, I think I did New Game Plus and stuff like that. Then I went back and played... I, I went forward and played Bound by Flame, which you see here, which did pretty well. Because it, it was a third person lock-on stamina-based combat game like Dark Souls, just way worse. Uh, so that did viewership. And then I went back and played the DLC and finished my Dark Souls 1 playthrough afterwards. Once I'd finished riding that high, it clearly worked out, as you can see. And I covered the DLC, and that's that's why you'll see me like make sure I have the title of the DLC and stuff like that in there. Here's a here's a lag. We're now down to 15k in August. It lingers downward because uh, when you're uh, when you're trying to jumpstart your channel, you keep pulling that fucking cord that like like a jumpstart uh, engine, like you know what I'm talking about, like in a in a lawnmower or uh, a, or a boat, the kind where you pull, where we have to pull the throttle or whatever the hell that it's called, the uh, to start the engine and stuff. Like you keep pulling that, and each time you pull it, is you doing a new let's play basically, and you're just hoping it that this one causes that spike that you experienced before, and you're kind of chasing that. Then you're hungry for it because that's your that's your validation essentially. Here's Grimrock Two and Lords of the Fallen. Those are my big my big games. I was starting Dragon Age Inquisition. I was kind of getting. I'm I'm back to my spike. I'm better than I was in the previous thing we saw back there, but it's still not as uh, it's still not spiking as much as you would think because how much like this is like a year later and stuff like that. But I'm like I'm maintaining. We're getting progress. And over here you can see shelves happen. 
and you can see like that's that's the kind of experience is like every time you get a new spike you then have to deal with like the the sadness kind of of watching the spike fall and you go kind of go back to like a much lower number after that spike and you kind of learn to accept that over time when you're doing when you're starting your channel but you keep watching these spikes and like after each spike it's just so much lower and it's a bummer but as you can see these uh, in this little trend down here you kind of get a new shelf where it keeps each new spike kind of sets up a new normal that it's lower than the spike but higher than the than the old floor used to be and so that's like the journey you go on when you're when you're doing a channel here i'm at fifty thousand views in a month at that point, Dragon Age Inquisition is still my highest viewed of that month. So that this is a good example of what the commenter was asking about, which is that, like, whatever my last interval was, I'm not paying super close attention, I'm being a little sloppy here. Whatever that last interval was, Dragon Age Inquisition was one of my top views, viewed videos. I'd already started Dragon Age Inquisition. Here I am later than Dragon Age Inquisition came out, which I maybe can open up here. It was created uh, November 18th. And this is February. We're looking at February of 2015. So we're looking at like three or four months. Yeah, like three months later. And it's my highest viewed uh, video that month. This is the beginning of when you have a channel that's starting to gain momentum and go places. Is that your most viewed viewership, your most viewed videos are things that you're not actively producing at the time. At that point, I was probably still making Dragon Age Inquisition because, yeah, you can see here part 100 over here uh, is my fourth view. So it goes part one, part two, part three, part 100. It's probably when I hit part 100 of Dragon Age Inquisition. So that was probably my newest video, basically, at the time, February 13th. So as, uh, as of like a week and a half ago was when that came out. It's like I was over 100 episodes deep in a Dragon Age Inquisition, and yet the part one was my most viewed video recently. And that's because you're starting to get picked up by the algorithm. Your videos are starting to get picked up and you're starting to get shown up as like a either a, a related video or a search result. And so people are starting to find you organically. That's when, you're, that's what, that's when your channel is finally sustainable. A thing we had with uh, my early time and also with, uh, with uh, Sad Games was the fact that like our, there was no sustained viewership. It was just people who are subscribed to your channel watching your newest videos and when you're new at this channel at this stuff there's not a lot of people watching your new content because there's not a lot, of people, a lot of people subscribe to you in the first place so that's not great viewership overall but once you start getting picked up uh then the machine starts to roll and these two things both feed into each other because people being subscribed to your channel increases the viewership and engagement numbers of the content as it comes out which then gives it a longer tail because then that the uh the search results and suggested videos and suggestions and algorithm elements are all derived by how much people engaged with that content when it came out. Uh, and then that turns into a thing that feeds your channel in the long term, which then leads to more subscribers, which led, then, then leads to your later videos getting more engagement because of the new subscribers that were caused by the tail of that old video. So they, they feed into each other as an engine that keeps building and building. Like this is how a channel builds its viewership. And so that's why you see me having a million views in a month, even though when you look at my channel actively, you're like, these videos are maybe getting a thousand if they're lucky, and a lot of them aren't. It's because that's what's going on in the background. It's like, here I am doing episode 100 of, the, of Inquisition, and it's getting 200 views. But in the background, that same month, Inquisition Part 1 was getting almost 2,000 views, even though it was already like three months old. 
So that's the progress that happens here. And in the background, weird hang-ons will continue to get v large viewership that you're not. In, in some cases, you're not even actively producing. Uh, like now, it, like it's not uncommon for me. I don't know if it's true nowadays. We'll see when I get back there. But uh, there was large spans of time where I was used to seeing The Witness or Samorost Part One or Wasteland Two Part One be my most viewed video of a month, and it was like a six-month-old video. And that's just part of the experience is just you have these old successes that were picked up that kind of fuel your channel. And uh, while things are spiky and chaotic here in a way that's kind of hard to express because you can't see it very well anymore because of how rapidly this thing spread outward and we can't really see it very well anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll go back and show it here by expanding this when I'm done going through this line. Uh, you'll you'll better experience the uh, what the spikes actually looked like. But I don't want to. I don't want to lose my one my one one my one month window we're using here because it's consistent. So I don't. I don't want to spread it out and then lose track of that. Uh, but like that's how the engine works, more or less. Is you keep you keep establishing hopefully a bunch of mainstay videos that keep attracting views, and then you keep rolling them up and keep adding more over the course of your entire channel. Which I'll remind you, I have twelve thousand six hundred and ninety six videos. So that's what happens when you keep building up more of a library of content is that you keep building all these different avenues for people to find. Like there's a there's somebody, uh, Calliope, in the Discord chat, for example, I think is somebody who will regularly ask somebody, how did you find the channel every time a new face shows up in Discord? Uh, and it's specifically, I think, because of the fact that like there's so many different answers to that question. And my goal and my job essentially is to create more windows for that to happen more different answers for people to have of how they found the channel i'm just constantly trying to make more ways for people to find the channel which kind of happens passively and organically and i'm not very aggressive about it these days uh, but that's how the whole concept works and, and you'll see my theming here like I, as i said i spread from grimrock to talos principle to start building this subsection of puzzle playthroughs but Largely, I'm playing third-person RPGs because Demon Souls and Dark Souls did well. So here I am playing Dragon Age Inquisition, which, yeah, I was already a fan of Dragon Age. I played the first two games already, and so that was a natural fit, and I kept going with that. And that's all of my viewership of the entire month, basically, was, was Inquisition at that point. It had drowned out Dark Souls content. Here's a spike over here. I'm curious which, which one this one is, but I can see it just barely in a tiny pixel down there. You have to be watching this on a computer monitor for... Yep... My first huge spike, Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin. Between Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, and uh, and uh, Wasteland 2, Director's Cut, and to some extent, Divinity Original Sin, Director's Cut, or Definitive Edition, or whatever it's called, I kind of realized that like I can have secondary good luck with like being the one guy who covers the second reissue of a game. Because oftentimes uh, all these big YouTube channels played the first version of the game and they don't really want to go back and play the new version of the game, which I'm that person sometimes these days. You don't really want to cover the same game twice. There's diminishing returns there, obviously. And, you know, you don't necessarily want to just replay the same game. It makes sense. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why people wouldn't, wouldn't want to do that. Uh, but if you're the one channel who covered that, then you're in a good you're in a good position. Just like how I'm trying to cover stuff like Samorost and things like that that are kind of a niche thing where I can soak up more views because 
fewer people will be covering it because it's a weird fringe thing, but then people are still looking it up. So the, I soak up those people that are looking it up. You're getting a, uh, with niches, you're getting a larger slice of a smaller pie. With something like Overwatch or Fortnite or whatever the big trend is lately, uh, the pie is massive, but there's so many slices. You're fighting over that that viewership pie <laughs> with so many hungry people that are all trying to get the viewership. But if there's a forgotten pie, this is a weird metaphor at this point, uh, you might get a lot of pie. You get you might get more pie if you can get all the pie that nobody else is going after than the giant pie that looks like it's all appealing and obvious. Uh, so that's the weird that's the weird story of like why Samorost part Samorost three part one is one of my most viewed videos of all things because I, I I played Samorost and how many people let's play Samorost. Uh, but there's some audience for Samorost and they all came to me. That that that, that whole thing. Uh, that's that's the experience. Don't chase Ninja. Ninja's not the person to chase. Be your own channel and do your own thing to an extent because trying to just do what the popular people do like there's a thousand other people trying to do what the popular people are doing and the popular people already have that viewership anyway so they're all kind of failing but the few that do succeed at kind of copying the popular people there's still thousands of other people fighting over that dreg (laughs) like that's kind of the thing but so that's another reason not to play triple games too which is on my giant pile of reasons for that but uh but yeah, being the guy who plays the second version of a game, the game of the year edition is kind of redundant. But like the definitive edition or the director's cut or the scholar of the first sin edition, uh, I've, I've I kind of accidentally fell into the fact that you can get a lot of viewership because the people who, even though it's a popular thing, a lot of the people that covered it the first time don't want to do a second playthrough of what's essentially the same game. Uh, so... I got a lot of views from Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin in a way that I did not get from Dark Souls 2. I got I got some stuff from Dark Souls 2. It was my first kind of spike that I that was really noteworthy, but this was huge at the time. And you can see Bloodborne here too. This was one of the more, more stressful times of my life in doing YouTube because these are two hard games to cover. A, uh, a harder version of Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne, which was kicking my ass, and I was still doing my full-time job and they were taking off in viewership like crazy, so I felt so much pressure to perform and to do stuff, and I was stressing out. And then, of course, there was the part of Bloodborne where my fucking uh, hapage, which I never used again, and I I think I still have it. I didn't throw it out, I don't think, but uh, my hapage lost a recording, and and Bloodborne auto saves, so I had to replay that the I, I replayed the entire game from scratch just so I could replay the Nightmare of Mensis on camera or whatever nightmare I was in. Because I lost the footage, I had to make a new character to do just that. Because uh, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to fail my audience and stuff. But it was just that was a stressful time. I was having trouble sleeping, and I was doing a job I hated all day, all just to come home and slave over my YouTube channel. So it was it was rough. It's probably not emotionally healthy long term. So blah. But that's part of how I got here. Hooray! The the joys of doing free labor in a weird hobby job where. At least you're doing what you love, so it's okay you're not making money, ha, huh? and stuff like that. That that kind of, like, killing myself for the for the YouTube channel stuff is a part of why I had to start my Patreon. It was like, okay, y'all gotta, y'all gotta fund this, guys, because at the time it was like, this is too much. <laughs> doing YouTube and this and my job is like, 
it's too much and it's it's not sustainable so like i need to pick one eventually either being a youtuber or being my a career man or whatever you want to call it and if i choose to become not a youtuber full time then the youtube stuff would definitely have taken a back seat and reduced in quality and quantity and it would have been like an occasional curiosity kind of like you uh andrew who finally cut off doing youtube and finally just called it quits but you know occasionally we'll be like eh, i guess i'll stream because i feel like it or whatever but like that's like it just be like a thing when you feel like it thing which is not sustainable uh but that's what it was gonna potentially be if patreon didn't take off because uh it was just it's just too much to do in parallel uh but at this time, I was kind of riding a weird high of like stress and success where like numbers were being weirdly high and things were going well. And I thought that it felt for the first time that I had a chance because like this, this is 2015. That's me being four years deep already in making content. Like I'm currently eight years deep. This is the midpoint of that was so like for half of my youtube career i've been kind of having some kind of momentum and for less than half i've been doing it full time but for the first entire half of that duration uh it was just a weird hobby i was putting way too much time into that was not uh an income source and was not me being a youtuber necessarily uh it's it, it was just a lot to think about it's like when you think back to like wow when I'm, like when you're going to college for the first time, you think back like, wow, half my life was me being a tiny child in a, in a way I can't even remember. But that was half of my life duration is what it kind of feels like to go back and think about my time on YouTube, essentially. But uh, that that was that whole thing. It it took a long time to get here. <laughs> this is not a this has not been an easy ride, uh, but it's paid off. I'm not like some kind of like rich high roller or anything and i'm not living the life necessarily but in a way just the fact that my job gets to be this now and not anything else is uh itself kind of living the life honestly this i, I feel incredibly lucky and it's you guys who supported this via your patreon support and not me feeding the algorithm all the time but as you can see here it's always part of it but uh, nowadays, I just don't, I really don't look at this stuff. Like, I'm, we're talking back at a, at a series of spikes that I can remember as events in my life, basically. Like Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin, and like the witness and specific things that I can remember on this graph. Because I used to, I used to kind of memorize this graph. Like, there was elements of it that I could, that stood out to me as events in my history. Where like, this whole area here is just like a noise, that was when I, I, at that point, I'm not really looking at it. And it was just kind of like, I, like I probably, I might've had spikes and not noticed they happened, <laughs> which is a little weird to think about. Cause there was an era of my life where like, those were like essentially where I was deriving value and self-worth and also hope of course. Cause you want in the back of your head, you do when you do in a channel like this, you're like, you hope it works out. Cause why invest this much time if you don't want it to be some measure of successful not necessarily it doesn't have to be your job it doesn't have to be like your life defining thing but inherently if you're running a channel you probably want the channel to do some modicum of success or fulfill some kind of goal because otherwise why are you sharing the content in the first place like if you weren't sharing it to hit some kind of milestone or serve some kind of purpose then it's like you're just shouting into the void for no reason I guess the same way that people thoughtlessly just throw content onto Facebook sometimes and don't really have a point to it or something, I guess.
But here's the drought. Probably like a year after Scholar of the First Sin, like things just kind of leveled out. It's good. Like this is 143,000 views. This is way better than the old days, right? How, well, how much was the spike? Oh yeah, there's 200. I think I'm a little too... No, a little a little late that time. It's these are such tiny pixels now. Yeah, so it's like two hundred thousand views was my big spike uh, for a month, and that was crazy. And then then there's a drought here where it's not like that, where it's just it's lower, and I'm not having any spikes for like an entire year. Probably there was no spikes, and you like ah, what do I do? And it's frustrating because you're like you don't know what to do to make that happen. It was like lightning in a bottle, and you can't catch it again. And that's part of the experience of running a channel. Basically, is you just get kind of stuck with that experience and that's what it's like i'm kind of giving i guess i'm giving you guys a window into all of this uh but it, still 153,000 views per month like at the same time i think back at that and there's definitely a lot of moments where i just get encouragement from that because i'm like i went to a school with like a couple thousand people in it <laughs> in the whole high school so i'm like these numbers make no sense to me they're insanely high so you get you do get like a drive from that to an extent. When you see those numbers, you're like, I don't even understand. But like so many people are watching my videos and it's crazy. And as you can see, like I'm now playing Shadowrun Hong Kong and stuff like that. And Until Dawn is being played around now. But my most viewed video, even all this time later, is I'm getting thousands of views on Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin. Published in April 3rd. And this is September so at that point, it's very old. It's it's a uh, it's almost six months old of a video, and it's my most viewed video at that in this month, because this isn't total views. This is views within these dates. So in that month of September, or I guess technically more accurately August, uh, I'm getting three thirty six hundred views on this Dark Souls two video that I uploaded months ago, and that's getting that many more views than any of the stuff I'm actually doing at the time as new content. And that's often true now. The videos change, but that's often the case. Go forward to another spike. We should fast forward a bit because I'm spending too much time on this. But this is all interesting stuff, I think. Let's see. So up here, I'm up to half a million views all of a sudden. What's going on? Dragon's, Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen. That's my big spike now these days. And Darkest Dungeon 1.0. 1, uh, 1 and The Witness, you can see in here. So I have three things that are all taking off at the same time. I've got The Witness. I've got, to some extent, Firewatch. Oh yeah, I've got Director... Oh yeah, Wasteland 2 Director's Cut, as I was talking about before. Darkest Dungeon, Dragon's Dogma. Like, everything's snowballing. And this is when I really start taking off. This is when this, the whole thing starts to feel sustainable. And also, maybe when I'm starting to go full-time or thinking about going full-time and taking that plunge, I think we're starting to get into that territory. Also, as you can see here, YouTube Premium exists at this point. I don't know if that exists last time, last time we chose, but that is good money. Like, that only increased my money every month. Like, ad revenue has never been great. But the YouTube overall total sum of money definitely went up whenever YouTube Premium launched as a project. YouTube Red is what it was called back then. And uh, that is always... Those pe those viewers have were just worth more than the other viewers. So like it doesn't look like an amazing number, but like those people are paying into a subscription service and you're getting a cut of that subscription service. And that is so much larger than ad revenue, which is like thousands of views to get like a penny, basically. Like it's a nightmare. Uh, so that 
that's when starts that so a bunch of things are doing well in my life here at this point like youtube premiums launching and that's increasing my my income by a percentage i probably have patreon by now i don't have the timeline to compare right now because it's not in youtube uh so that's increasing my income and then also these particular playthroughs are all taking off in parallel with each other and the engine is now really revving and ha- and now you can see like those were the back then those were my major victories but those major victories for, were for like what is now a pixel of screen space on this slightly zoomed in screen uh and that's nuts to think about we, we kind of plateau here it doesn't it doesn't get spike again for a while but yeah i'm gradually and sustainably growing i have seven i have six hundred fifty thousand views this month in uh july 2016 like it's you don't see spikes here but it is this is lower than that this got higher in a way that's hard to perceive i have fury i am set fury and i am sets are my most viewed things uh this is july 2016 fury was Jul- oh that was july i am set was july okay so right here i'm in the middle of spikes yeah check the answers from june which is barely outside of the range basically so here's a case where my most popular things on the channel are stuff that are currently being uploaded. So that's 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 I, I basically found a spike is what's happening here is that it's a rare ch- it's a rare chance where the stuff I'm uploading right now is taking off so heavily that it's eclipsing everything else on the channel, even the history dregs from old playthroughs and stuff like that. There's a valley here where I where it looks like I might be sinking, but it's hard to tell. Yep, I lost about a hundred thousand views here. And here's where I'm playing Tyranny. And even this... Yeah, this is November 6th through... Yeah, so this is when I was uploading Tyranny in Final Fantasy 15, And it looks like they are currently my most popular things in that span. Oh, there's a good example. Yeah, Final Fantasy 15 spiked. It was uploaded November 29th, and it was my second most viewed thing that month, when this interval ends on December 3rd, so it only had a few days to get there, and it was already catching up with Tyranny, which was uploaded at the beginning of this interval. That kind of stuff. Yeah, Tyranny did a little well, but here we have it. Yeah. October 2015. Yep. That's a good example. This is from... We're already past October 2016. So this... Wasteland 2 Director's Cut Part 1 is over a year old now, and it's still in my top 10 most viewed videos of that month, getting 7,000 views. It's worth pointing, this is sorted by watch time, and this is views. So I keep referring to views, but this is sorting by watch time, which is total amount of time spent watching that video collectively, which is not always the same thing as views. Oftentimes the part one of a video... uh, will underperform in watch time while overperforming in views. And that's because a bunch of people are clicking in to just look at Wasteland 2 Director's Cut and then clicking away. So you'll see here that Wasteland 2 Director's Cut has a bunch of views, but its watch time is so much lower than these games that have fewer views. Like Final Fantasy 15 has 2,600 views, but it has so much more watch time than Part 1 of Wasteland 2, which has like three times as many views. And that's because people are clicking in and out of Wasteland as a resource and looking at the video. And some of them might latch on and find my channel and actually watch the whole series and also subscribe and so on. But a lot of them are just bouncing off because it's just an algorithmically driven video. But Final Fantasy XV, that's my current subscribers being like, Ah, yeah, Keith's playing Final Fantasy XV. I gotta watch this. I've been waiting all all month for Final Fantasy XV to come out for Keith to watch this is what you're hoping for. 
Uh, and that's that's my, this is where I have an audience now, and a video that just came out is just taking off, and it's not like it's ta it's not the long tail; it's its current success. And then you have abduction. Uh, when was this? 20, August twenty sixteen. So that's a few months ago, but it's yeah, it's up there. It's got a bit of a tail. Sonar two. That's just a new. That's just the current playthrough. So that's another example of that. So yeah, it's a it's a mix like that. I think you guys kind of get the gist here. Let's just kind of skip ahead a bit more just to see snapshots of history a bit. Here's me playing pit people, and that was be that that took off. Here's a good example though of me not looking anymore. Actually, I didn't care. I was uploading the Mass Effect playthrough, prepping for Mass Effect Andromeda to come out, and like pit people apparently spiked. Uh, probably like a year later, I would go to my YouTube channel and sort by most most viewed videos and realize that Pit People was for some reason in my top videos, and I didn't even notice. Because by by this point, I'm like, this whole thing is an, a sustaining engine. I'm focusing more on like my Patreon, and like we're doing Patreon-selected games by now, I'm sure. And Yakuza 0, and I'm just having fun doing my job. Uh, so by now I'm just not looking at these results. I'm I'm just enjoying Resident Evil and and Yakuza Zero, which were both fantastic games. I'm playing Mass Effect One, my one of my favorite games of all time, and just kind of running my channel at that point because it's all sustaining. I'm at I'm at eight hundred thousand views two years ago. You, you can you can tell here that things have kind of plateaued because uh, my current numbers aren't that different from my two years ago numbers because I'm not aggressively growing really, but I'm just like healthy <laughs> the channel's healthy and i'm healthy and things are going well and my patreon is making this all possible and i'm just being like fuck it i'm gonna finally play mass effect one and stuff like that so when Pit people takes off and has like seventeen thousand views and i'm like well, what the fuck i i didn't even notice that it was doing that and i'd only know it in a more i only know it now in more of like a less visceral less emotional more uh more like what do you call it like a the way you know things from school basically i'm forgetting the word for it but like the not dick not doctor uh philosophical no uh fuck it the second time this session i just can't think of a word it's fine sexy brutal yep that's when sexy brutal is happening the gimmick playthrough of Firewatch where I where I don't talk is whenever it's an option to not talk as Henry. I just don't talk. Uh, Morrowind is starting. And just we're kind of phasing in. Different things are popular different eras. This is May 2017. Let's skip all the way to this spike. I'm curious what it is. We missed The Witness, by the way. I, I, I think we missed The Witness. Oh, wait, no. It was when all those other things were taking off in parallel. Right. So here's some big spike happened. I hit 1 million for the first time as like a sustainable number, looks like, because things look pretty horizontal around here. Oh. <laughs> yep, that's when I'm playing State of Decay, which did super well for some reason. The one-year survival edition, I guess. Uh, I, was, I was doing my four years later Demon Souls playthrough. Twilight Imperium was doing shockingly well as a gimmick side thing. Fortnite was doing well, which... Fortnite was not yet a battle royale game. It was a terrible Skinner box grinding co-op game. My co-op, yeah. Look how recent we're getting. Yeah, part one of the Sit and Discuss podcast with Andrew. That was wow. 
That was like a year and a half ago. Time flies. This is this is we're in the area where time is flying past, and stuff isn't divided into eras as discreetly for me anymore. And I'm just kind of doing my job now, and we're just moving forward with the life. Here's the here's a big spike for some reason. And, uh, yeah, January 19, we're playing Oberdin and Super Smash Brothers and Monster Hunter World. That's probably a really old Monster Hunter World video. Monster Hunter World from 2018. Yeah, that's the, that's a one year ago Monster Hunter World being in my top 10 videos because it was just doing well for whatever reason. But I'm playing Smash Brothers, playing Oberdin. Uh, I'm getting ready to move house to where I live right now, and we're getting ready to be in recent years. And you, you can see here, it's zooming, this bottom part of the screen is zooming back in now, and you can see it's just, it's almost horizontal. It wobbles slightly up and slightly down. All these spikes you see are weekends. Like, these are just the weekends of every week. It's like, that's the natural ebb and flow of a week every year. It creates these, like relaxing like ocean wave looking patterns where it just kind of spikes on saturday and sunday a bit and then collapses over the course of the week and then goes back and forth every year every week and throughout the month it kind of trends upward then back down then back up for whatever is going on with a particular game You're playing minecraft playing outer wilds playing tacoma hollow knight here is another mainstay where it's from march 2018 and this is July 2019. So like there's always there's always some of those videos that are overperforming from like an era before. Uh Oberdin is becoming that again, where it's performing well from October when we're already in July. And that's just the natural life cycle. You just keep making playthroughs, some of them become long-standing successful things, and some of them just kind of blip and vanish. And that all sustains the machine. And in the background. Things are just kind of moving. We're playing Outer Wilds. We're just in modern days at this point. Ta-da! Try zooming out now. Because it might be interesting to zoom way the hell out and get a better glimpse at some of these spikes. Oh, uh, yeah, there's the Subnautica speedrun. As most viewed, see the viewer numbers are way lower than the neighboring videos, but this one has huge watch time. And that's because of the fact that the, uh, the, uh, it's a huge fucking video. <laughs> Does it say the duration here? Yeah, three and a half hours, because it was Ashley playing the entirety of Subnautica, at least beating the story, uh, in only three hours. And so that has huge viewership numbers because we have an engaged audience that is actually watching either the whole three hours or a lot of it. And so even though that it has, Fewer views, it has higher watch minutes, which means that it's it's uh, more favored by the algorithm, essentially, and it will it's more it's more good for your channel, essentially. This is also why it's good to have a channel trailer that's like a throwaway video, like my every game of 2015 or whatever cha videos. Is that uh, you it, it 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 tanks the watch minutes versus views uh, results of your uh, channel. Of of that particular video, if you put it as your channel trailer, because it plays for like one second when you open your channel and stuff like that, and that's just not great. But yeah, yeah, average view duration forty seven minutes, which is like that that that's everybody from the people who watch three hours to people who watch two seconds and click out and stuff like that. So like, 
that's a very high average, but and you want that average to be as high as possible, but obviously the maximum it can be is the maximum video duration. And of course it will be nowhere near that. It never is. Uh, but yeah, like here's a good example. Oberdin part one is when people are finding my channel algorithmically and then clicking away because like, eh, he's talking or eh, I don't like him or whatever. And then part two, which they probably have the same video duration-ish, Part one is six minute average duration. Part two is 13 minute average duration because those are the people choosing to watch into the next episode. And so they're way more likely to finish the second episode. And so the average dura view duration goes up and the videos are doing better algorithmically. I've said algorithm so many times that I can't speak anymore. This is going to be a two-parter at this point where I'm going to upload two videos because these are way too long to upload into, as one thing when it's two separate things especially that aren't related uh this particular q a i've been going for so long <laughs> uh it's a mess but the uh what was it what was i gonna say uh if you look up a particular playthrough via the search engine and, and and part two shows up first for some reason, or other parts show up first, and then part one you have to scroll down a little bit for. That's actually the reason, as far as I can tell, is that uh, part one, it does well, but then it becomes its own worst enemy. Because it, it's doing well algorithmically, but that leads to lower viewership, which leads to like tanking the, the stats on that video. Which leads to it not being favored algorithmically, but then the follow through to part two is doing well. And so weirdly, the the algorithmically favored nature of whatever made part one extra successful beyond the scope of just your subscribers then tanks part one and lifts up part two and three and stuff like that. So sometimes when you look up a when you look up like, I don't know, Sean Nanner's scene, it's scene Nanner's, isn't it? Scene Nanner's fable playthrough or whatever. And you're when you're Googling or, or when you're searching in the YouTube bar, it might be like. Fable part three, fable part two, fable or fable or it might be like part two, part three, part one, or you might have to scroll down for a bit for part one. It's because part one's being tanked a bit in this way. I'm somewhat knowledgeable about these things, but also kind of just I'm a, I'm now kind of d detached from it all. But yeah, Subnautica of Horus became kind of a mainstay. Here it is in September when it's an already in August at this point, and it's still in my top videos on my channel. Where was it? I lost it. There we go. It's got like 20, 27,000 views in the month. It, it went up in September and it got 27,000 views in the month of fucking August 2019. Oh, wait, no, this is... Oh, wait, no, I got mixed up here. This is what I was talking about, about losing my scope before. I zoomed out to August of 2018 to August 2019. So these numbers aren't really reliable anymore. These are the long. These are how well videos perform in the long term, but I got. I forgot that I was now looking at the long term. This is an entire year of a video, and as you can see, it's pretty horizontal in my recent years. That means that we're sustainable and things are doing well. We're we're here. We have a spike, for example, with Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter World and State of Decay both took off to a weird amount, and so that 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 raised my floor a bit. And here we can look at the previous spike. There it is. That's Samorost and Wasteland 2 and Pit People, I guess. And then there's some spikes back here. We're rewinding to what I said before, but now we can actually see it better. Salt and Sanctuary, Wasteland 2, Samorost. Okay, so Samorost was still... 
Samarest and Wasteland were still from back then, so I don't know what that other spike was then. But here's Salton Sanctuary, which did pretty well. I think I need to make this a little narrower. A year is a little too much. There we go. So here's this big spike for Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the Fissin. And here, you'll really appreciate how much of a spike it was now when, when we're zoomed in, and I show you the before. Yeah. Yeah. Can I do views, or will it change the entire tab? Please don't reload the entire sec- there we go. So here, because watch time wasn't a metric back then, I don't think. So back then, viewership was the default thing, so I was, I was like, yeah, I got a thousand views today. I got a thousand views this other day. But bam 10,000 views in one day? What the fuck happened? That's a good day. I'm losing my mind when I see that. Like, what is that? What's going on? <laughs> so, you can, as you imagine, I was very stressed out trying to capture my success and do the right thing in this stressful window when Dark Souls and Bloodborne was taking off because fucking what? And then, yeah, you see it taper off over time. And that's always depressing because you're like, no, I want those big weekends. Look at those 10Ks. But you look over here and it's like the new normal is higher because the shelf went up. This was the old shelf. That's the new shelf. It looks like some kind of... It look. It definitely looks like a geological structure of some sort. Uh, but yeah. It's like now I'm getting 5,000 views per day. Where I used to get like 1,500 views per day. And that's the effect of that kind of spike and the increased viewership. These are new subscribers. It's two things. One, it's the viewership of all the people that are watching though that video every day. Uh... That can just continually more people finding that video. But it's also more people subscribing and watching my new videos. Just increasing viewership across the channel. And not just the one video. And that's why that's how one video helps everything. Essentially. To an extent. So there, there you go. There's that. I've spent the last like 40 minutes on one tab. Oh god. And this was... <laughs> I thought this was going to be a half an hour question and another half an hour question. And now we're hours in... This is a disaster. Please support me on Patreon. This is a charity drive. This is a... So what are we looking at here? Here we're looking at audience retention. This is my average view duration per video. It's very consistent. It's probably not a very interesting, gra interesting graph. People tend to watch about 13 minutes of a video. And my videos are about 30 minutes. And they're very consistent in their durations. So the audience duration is pretty consistent. Just to kind of across... There's more viewership for Sid Meier because it's long, and the Pillars of Eternity videos because they're long. That's the last month or so. Uh, let's see if we can see it going up over time, I wonder. So here it's like 1317. There it's 1250. 1250. We're back in 2018. Yeah, you can see it Let's go further back. It's about 11 minutes in 2016. So as you can see here, to an extent, like, YouTube's trying to craft the perfect channel, algorithmically. It's trying to... It's, it's essentially trying to create a situation where the highest view duration happens. So the algorithm's kind of doing you a favor, to some extent, in one way. It's, it's, it's incentivizing behaviors that kind of maybe are damaging to your channel in other ways, but in some ways it's trying, it's it's via machine learning and brute forcing and whatnot, trying to figure out how to increase your numbers too. And this isn't just my viewership. This isn't just my, 
number of subscribers. This is how long people watch my videos. Like, to some extent, I'm affecting that by doing a better job, I suppose. But at the same time, like, the machine is kind of finding me, the people that want my stuff, to an extent. Like, we're now we're down to seven, seven minutes per video as average watch duration. Six minutes. Like, back when I didn't have an audience and I didn't have subscribers. Look at that. Back in 2013, when I was trying to start off, I had, like... A mi I was I was lucky to get two minutes of somebody's time on average and the videos were not two minutes long as you might imagine so like that's the struggle of trying to turn this into a thing uh, and yeah I'm improving my my thing I'm, I'm improving my performance and doing a better job at the show and making better videos and editing them and so on to get to keep people's attention to some extent but also people are also uh, the algorithm's kind of finding the people to an extent, and that's just a whole... That's just a whole experience. Yeah, it's really nice to see, like... Yeah, nowadays people watch, like, on average, like, half my video, which is way better. It's weird to think about it in that terms, but you gotta, you gotta account for all the people that are just, like, finding my channel every day and clicking away, being so much of my overall viewership that... Uh, this, isn't ne this is not necessarily saying that my subscribers watch half of each video. That's something else. I might be able to watch. Sometimes you can say subscribers only in one of these pages, but I don't think that's necessarily an option here. No. What happens when I do a multi-line chart? Some of these I don't even look at. Oh, these are just different videos. Yeah. Yeah. Those are just, just different videos. Next tab, what do we got? Demographics. Male versus female. There's always way more male viewers uh, in the Let's Play and gaming centers. And you can also get the ages, but who knows if those are true because people lie about their age to get past age gating. So it's hard to say how much of these older ones are true. Yeah. This is a lie. <laughs> I'm not getting more viewership that are above 65 than than under 65. Like this would like to some extent there are definitely older viewers watching my content, but it's not going to spike at the end here most likely. Or maybe it will. That that, that is a large number of years, so it might be a, it is a disproportionately wide number of people potentially. But, you know, people are dying off. Just generally speaking, fewer people exist in each additional older tier than in the younger ones, especially after the spike in the middle. Uh, so just there are fewer people to be watching my content in the first place in that in those brackets and also it's unusual that there'd be a spike of 65 year olds watching gaming content so those are most likely people lying about their age to get past the age gate but this statistically this gives you some kind of vague breakdown and as you can see here i do not have a teenage viewership there are more people watching my content in their 40s than in their teens on my channel so i'm aware of that and I did that on purpose. <laughs> I don't like children. I, they're very annoying. They're rude. They're shitty on the internet. They're immature. And they want very different content than I want to make because I'm not a child. Uh, so I don't... I make a bunch of boring videos about solving puzzles and playing RPGs. Intentionally making slower growth because I want to make the right kind of growth where I won't be pulling my hair out and losing my mind every day. Which is... People between the ages of 20 to 50, hopefully, which is exactly what we got here. 
Also, maybe uh, this might be one of the many, 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 many things that potentially affect my Patreon support is that having an older audience might also be causing a situation where uh, people are more likely to support me monetarily because they're more likely to have money and also more likely to understand the idea of people needing a paycheck. Whereas an impulsive teenager and so, or 20 or something, it might be more likely to not only not be making money, but also might be like, fuck you, man. Internet content should be free. You don't deserve... Go get a real job, I say, as somebody who doesn't have to work. Because <laughs> that's there's a lot of that. I can I get a lot of, like... One of, the, one of the people that are most likely to disrespect the idea that I'm even making money this way are the people who really haven't thought about any of these ideas much and just selfishly want what they what helps them the most, which is getting everything for free all the time. And so in their world, you shouldn't be making a job this way. So fuck you if you dare want to monetize this and stuff like that. Uh, which also speaks to like... Uh, a good example of that is also like idiot children that say stuff like uh aren't you too old to be playing video games and it's like dude what are you doing to yourself you're you're sentencing yourself to a future where you're not allowed to play video games did you think about that because like even some because sometimes children give into the stigma that like only kids play video games that their parents instill in them because they because their parents are too old for video games and didn't grow grow up with them and it's like no it's not Video games are not a a, ch a children's pastime. It's just a thing that is popular with younger people because it's a generational thing. So as the generation overtakes the older generation, as the young overtake the old, it'll just be the new another new thing that's popular. It's not that it's for the kids. It's that it's more it's a trend like rock and roll music and like ah D and D and rock music are corrupting the youth and it's like. And as a result, you might think like, but like you, you wouldn't think to nowadays, like rock music, that's for children. It's like, no, it was just popular with a new generation because that's how new things take over essentially is that old people don't tend to change. So newer people just like the thing and then they become the old people over time. And that's how, that's how video games have worked. And so that's the stigma they had to kind of overcome to an extent and people, self-punishing with that is a weird is always a weird short-sighted thing that comes from people that you know don't have life experience and haven't thought th their own ideas through yet so they don't, they're not processing the idea of like oh right if i say adults can't play games that means i have to pick some sort of age where i'm supposed to stop apparently this is a bad this is a bad model to use and for all these for all these other demographics we're using it's going to be the last 28 days there's no real reason to scrub through them all because they're not likely to have an interesting history necessarily. What do we got here? Playback locations. People watch my content on the YouTube watch page. Pretty much it. <laughs> that has one color. Some people watch me via the channel page, which means they're... Yeah. That's people watching my trailer, basically. And some people watch me embedded on other channel on other pages, which who knows? Do they still let me see? Oh yeah. You can see some of the some of the websites where stuff is here. One of the unfortunate things you do see is that uh websites where some of them are sometimes websites where uh a lot of this is not organic sharing. 
when you get, I think when you get even bigger, you're more likely to be shared on Reddit and stuff like that. Or if you just make more viral content, which I don't make, because I'm no one's gonna share like part seventy-two of Pillars of Eternity on Reddit because for this funny clip or something. Uh, I don't make viral content, so I'm not getting like shared on Reddit and places like that. So instead, what these are, what these embedded views usually are, is a series of piracy websites where they just pick something to show as the embed video for the game that's being pirated on that website, basically, which is unfortunate. Uh, and then there's also ones where some of these websites are occasionally like turn-based lovers or something like that. I don't know what that is, but that, that might be a fan site and they might be embedding a video as a reference. A good example of that was like when the Penny Arcade report was running, they did an episode on the game Artemis and they embedded my video from Sad Games on their article just as an example of the gameplay of that game basically and so sometimes they're they are organic uh shares like that in like somebody's blog post basically but a lot of these are bots basically in that there's a lot of uh there's a lot of content on the internet that's just designed to soak up search results and just throw keywords together to soak up views basically and so like Basically, every video I ever upload, there's a link to it embedded somewhere on several websites. And I'm like, okay, fine. Especially since they're not even, like, stealing my video. They're just embedding it. They're just embedding it for some reason. They're not, like, stealing the content. They're just sharing it. But, like, it's just bots spamming videos everywhere. Uh, I get this if I search, like, if I Google search my name, Keith Ballard in quotes, and then type, like, minus nhl and minus hockey to try to remove the hockey player search results and stuff like that uh you get so many weird search results that are just like strange bot pages where if you click on it you just see like just a, a page that i can only say like doesn't seem to serve anyone i don't know who it's for or why it exists and sometimes i'll sometimes i'll be featured on like a walkthrough page that's just like a series of random videos being thrown together embedded on one page for a supposed walkthrough that a bot is putting together to try to search soak up search results of people trying to uh google how to do how to play a game essentially like there's basically people have made bots that will basically create websites to soak up views from people accidentally clicking on them and getting nothing of value from them basically but it'll serve ads at them and make money off of them it's just that's capitalism it's gross it's just but it's just like the idea of like if you create a rule set where people can win or lose then people are going to figure out how to game that system and one of those examples is like junk websites that are just designed to soak views from no one from just random accident people while serving no content and serving no purpose and nobody wants it to exist but it but if it makes more money than it loses then that's just some coder's way of making some side money and so it just kind of just adds more junk to the world and the internet it's a thing here we have traffic sources so here's where you say this is all within youtube where a lot of my viewership gets get, gets coming uh is, is coming from and as you can see one thing here uh here's why i I, it, I don't know if it's because i so carefully organize everything into playlists that i have a disproportionately high playlist count of viewership or if it's just that p playlists are just really popular and me carefully uh curating them helps my channel but as you can see here the majority of not the majority but the the 
the highest number of views from any category on my channel is from playlists. It's not from people subscribed to my channel watching new subscribed videos. It's from people watching my playlists. So I make a point to like show them in, in the as a link at the top of the description of every video. And uh, I make them as public as possible and so on. And I try to keep them up to date and so and stuff like that. Is that my playlists are where all my viewership comes from. Not only do I probably yeah, I have the highest I have one of the highest average view durations from that category, which is self-explanatory because they're watching a playlist. Their goal is to watch the entire thing generally, or at least more than part of one video, because the, the the premise of a playlist is to stream videos together. Uh so but that but the watch limits are astronomical. The views and watch limits are both high. And my playlists do super well to the point where if you look up a let's play of a game, sometimes before you even get one of my videos as a result, you'll get my playlist for the series as a higher result because the algorithm is like, oh shit, people like to watch this guy's playlist. <laughs> and so like my playlists are big. Then you have second place in watch. Let's do views. Just for the sake of it, but it's mostly the same. Second to, second place in views is suggested videos. That's that's people watching videos based on what's shown in the sidebar. So not a playlist, but they're clicking the sidebar next to the videos. Uh, that might be people finding my channel organically from a different channel, or it might be people just watching through a playlist by watching by clicking on this next video from the sidebar over and over again. People do that. I get annoyed at some of those people because then they'll leave an annoying comment being like, Ew, where's the next video? I can't find it. I'm like, you're not doing it right. God damn it. I, I just get it. It's, it's, I'm not like, I'm not that mad. And I don't mean to overshame these people, but it's just annoying that like they're using the website incorrectly and then complaining that they can't do it. And I'm like, well, you fucking grandpa, <laughs> you're probably 22 years old. You don't have an excuse to not be literate on how to use this website. And then, like, instead of Google asking a fucking question about how to do it, why don't you look at my description where the first bar is the playlist? I, I made it so easy for you. <laughs> but these people, instead of watching the playlists, are doing the, the pseudo playlist of watching the go, looking for the next part number in the sidebar, which is fine if you do that. Just don't be incompetent if you like it's fine if you're doing that because it's easier. I get that. It's just really stupid to complain that you can't find the next video because the algorithm didn't happen to choose the next one to show in the sidebar. Like, you should have the problem-solving skills to solve that problem. Come on, man. It's embarrassing. Don't embarrass yourself. You're doing it in public. You're leaving a public comment, and I can see it. You're you're stupid, and I can see it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm leaning too heavy into that. I'm trying to be entertaining a little bit because I've been talking for three hours, and this... I've gone, I've overinvested in this, and now we're just all in at this point. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to be that mean spirited. I need water. Uh. But as you've probably noticed when you're watching a series, the sidebar is often pretty good at showing the next part of said series in the sidebar. And that's probably because they detected that a percentage of people who watch this video then watch that video, like suggested products on Amazon. But in this case, it's because that's the next video in the series, so makes sense. But it doesn't always do it. Sometimes the whole sidebar is noise and nonsense, and you have to find the next video by being fucking computer literate. <laughs> and I make it so easy with that nice link, so I get really annoyed when people are like, eh, I don't know what to do. How do I breathe? Living's hard. And I'm like, I, I swear to God. <laughs> I could just ignore them, but I already read the comments, so I'm like, this is my problem now. 
uh, YouTube search is third place. So you'll notice that's three different sources of traffic that are not subscriptions, that are all higher than subscriptions. So yeah, third place is people searching videos. Admittedly, it might be some fans of mine trying to Google like my State of Decay playthrough or Subnautica playthrough that they heard about from another playthrough. That's some percentage of them, but mostly that's people that don't know my channel looking up videos. And so suggested videos and YouTube search, those are those both are uh, how my channel grows. And it's also the majority of my viewership. Generally speaking, uh, people who actually subscribe to channels and actively pay attention to what's happening on said channel and want to like be completionists and watch everything or so on are the minority. A lot of people watch viewers watch YouTube the way that uh, I know Andrew watches YouTube, for example, and I think Marty watches YouTube is that they just open YouTube like the front page. And just whatever pops up, pops up. And it's like, oh, there's a new, there's a, like, oh, there's a new epic rack battle or whatever. And they just, they find out that way. YouTube's algorithm's trying to come up with, like, is this what you want to watch? As a combination of their subscriptions and, like, stuff they've watched in the past and engaged with. It tries to figure out what they want to watch. Most people don't go to the actual subscription page where all of your subscription videos are shown chronologically, which is how I consume YouTube. Uh, they don't like for the, if you guys don't know you can click subscriptions and it shows like a giant it, it shows in a grid all of the videos you've ever uh, that have been uploaded on to all the channels that you're subscribed to in order whereas as far as i can tell when people are like this video wasn't shown doesn't show up in my subscriptions they're often talking about the main page of youtube and they're not using youtube correctly to an extent uh to for the for what they're trying to do and then they're like ah i didn't see this video and it's like well you're you're letting YouTube just serve stuff to you and hoping for the best. But yeah, for more casual YouTube users, that's how most people consume content because most people are casual YouTube consumers. So they'll subscribe to channels, but YouTube knows at this point that just what people have already found is not necessarily what they'll watch. So here's here's a controversial video and here's a political video and here's a talk show video and they'll like they'll serve up a bunch of stuff that you might watch and they're considering the fact that the algorithm is based on how people do watch the content, uh, they're probably right to some extent. There's stuff to be said about how the algorithm uh, also shapes how people consume content and that it's like recursive self-influencing loop too. But it, but to some extent they are right that the stuff that they're serving up is what people will watch because that's the whole point is that it's trying to learn and figure it out. Uh, but yeah, you it, you you might think you're above the algorithm but if you look at these stats you're realizing oh the algorithm is kind of controlling all of this in a way that's you suddenly start seeing why people like deify it to an extent and are talk about it talking about it in sacred terms like it's like a, a god that's angry at them and stuff like that because like it is mysterious and confusing and if you look here so much of my viewership is from outside of my channel like the value of subscribers is diminished there and just whatever the the way that the website works as a whole becomes the core of it all which is why it's a problem when like animators are the top thing on youtube for example and then the youtube changes its algorithm to be like ah now we reward watch time and animators are like we can only make one minute of video per th two months of animating because animating is hard and then they're like i guess we're doomed because <laughs> uh, so much of your viewership can be this outside stuff I think browse features. Do I click on this? There we go. So browse features is the home page. 
the home screen. So that's the front page, not searching, and it's the subscription feed. So unfortunately, we don't get a fucking breakdown of actually how much of my viewership is from subscribers here. Subscribers is so unimportant to this game, uh, to this whole structure, that they don't even make it its own category. And that's who you guys are, presumably, that are watching this content. You literally don't even get your own category in the in this thing. How weird is that? Admittedly, home... Well, that's not entirely true. Because homepage also is subscribers. Because some of the homepage is what you're subscribed to, and some of it is, like, recommended videos. And it's all mixed up and crazy and organic, and it's always changing because they're trying to figure out how to best engage you as an audience member. Uh, but yeah, nested in there is like some percentage of this is my is my subscribing, my subscribers, plus people that are getting me in recommended videos and stuff like that. That's 112,000 views in the last month, whereas 300,000 were from playlists, which admittedly might be my subscribers, 150,000 from suggested videos, which also might be my subscribers. Basically, it's impossible to fucking tell. This, no, this is all noise. It, it's so... It is so hard to actually figure out what to say of all this stuff. But yeah, then we have the playlist page, which is different from playlists, apparently. I'm not actually entirely sure <laughs> what that means. Uh, channel pages, that's my front page, basically. That's just views being dumped on... I'm actually, I don't know. Director unknown basically means that somebody copy-pasted a link. Yeah. And they don't know where the link was clicked from. Whereas other stuff like external is actually like an embed or some kind of link... Whereas director unknown usually means that they maybe have copy pasted the link because I think that if you, yeah, direct URL entry, because if you click the link, it, the YouTube often knows where you came from. Like if you came from like Discord or Reddit or whatever, as opposed to director unknown is like you copied it, you copy pasted into the browser. They're like, well, I don't fucking know where that link came from. Uh, so that's like a lot of views. Uh, notifications are whatever. I get I get. 2,700 views in an entire month from the supposed notifications. So, like, if you're the person that's, like, subscribing to me from notifications to find out when I stream and stuff like that, you're, like, a fucking power user. You are the 1% of 1%. Well, act more accurate, the 0.3%. Although I don't think that's per user, so you might be counting multiple times across multiple views, so you probably are the, the 0.1% uh, at that point if you're actually doing that end screens that's like people clicking the end cards those are basically useless but i try to make them sometimes and annotations don't even exist anymore so that's of course going to be below these days hmm. yeah so this is external it links to you from outside i wonder if i can get good stats here so i'm most of them are google searches which is just one step up from searching it on youtube so whatever YouTube is an external website, excuse me? What the fuck does that mean? Uh, DuckDuckGo, I guess, being Google Facebook. I guess people are sharing my stuff on Facebook. Then there's Patreon. That's, uh, that's people that watched my... It's probably people watching my Q&As videos this month, basically. Some links on Twitter, and then just a bunch of places that I don't even really know, and also more YouTube. Ah, oh, more Patreon. A second category of Patreon. Uh, but yeah, this is my outsider, and then the piracy websites and shit. Some my, this, it's a, as you can see there, like the the actual traffic from those from those illicit places is way lower. But uh, they they do are they are a list. Let's see, let's see if I can do. 
this is a subscription feed. Let's see if I can get good results here. Can I get no totals, percentages, totals? I just want to see if I can do only subscribers. Maybe if I do a line? No. No. I think there used to be a check mark that was just show my only subscribers stats, and I think it's gone. Maybe browse features will break it down. Subscriptions! 50,000 views. We've been over the fact that I got, in the, in the month we're talking about here, uh, I got a million, almost a million views. And 50,000 of them are from my subscriptions, apparently. Almost as many of them are from home, which might be my subscribers. Some of them are watching from Watch History, which... What? What? I don't know what that means. I guess they're rewatching videos from their watch history. I don't know why that would happen. What? I was trending? Wait, what was trending? I don't I didn't know a video was trending. That's exciting. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever trended before. Uh it didn't fucking matter apparently, but okay. And watch later. People clicking watch later to watch later. There's probably a bunch of the playlist views too, is people putting me in my their watch later playlist and being power users and actually like doing some next level management of their video consumption, which is what I do also, but that's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, what, what was I trending? I wonder if I can figure that out. But uh, yeah, as you can see here, if we count both of these as being 100% my subscribers and none of them being uh, recommended videos from non-subscribers, that's still less than 100,000, meaning it's like 10% of my overall channel's viewership is from my subscribers, maybe. It's super weird. But you guys are the power behind it all, because you guys make the videos do well in the opening days, which leads to them taking off algorithmically and becoming the next Wasteland 2 Part 1, for example. So, like, you guys are the power that's running this whole thing. It's just you aren't actually the views. And it's really weird, and I don't, really, I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> but that's the, that's the whole thing. Uh... And if you see these percentages, that's percentages within the subcategory, not overall in the channel. Obviously, 50,000 views is not 44% of my channel because we already went over how it's like 950,000 or something like that was like roughly what this time interval was. I wonder if I can learn what trending was. Well, tell me the video. Please tell me the video. I want to know. This is like... Fuck you. I want to see how I was on... Oh, I don't get to see how I was on trending. I mean, it wasn't good trending because it was only three views, but the fact that I even showed up in the trending page at all is kind of interesting. Huh. Anyway. Devices. This is just what they watch people, people watch me on. I think I have a larger than normal computer audience, which is still less than half of overall people watching YouTube. But yeah, that might be shocking for some of you guys, actually, that less than half of people watch YouTube on a computer. I think it's normally lower. I think I watch content that is better consumed on computers more often, so people might change their habits, or I might have a demographic uh, that is more likely to watch content on a computer. But so much of people watch content on their phones, which I hate doing. I watch, like, one YouTube video on my phone per month. I hate watching content on my phone. But that's what people are stuck with, I guess, sometimes. And I guess that might further inform the kind of person that's like... Complains that this content isn't audio-friendly enough to be watched as only an audio thing. Because, like, they're probably just running it on their phone in the background in some of these cases at work. And 
not even not only could they not see it but even if they looked at it they would barely be able to tell what's happening on their tiny phone although phones are getting bigger and so on and there's tablets i keep being surprised how much people even watch stuff on tablets or that how they're enough of a demographic compared to mobile phones to watch stuff on video game consoles have always been a popular choice and then tvs you might think these are the same things but this means smart tvs and this means video game consoles attached to tvs so yeah like 15 percent of my audience is watching my content on a television basically which is weird to think about. Only like that's a only a one to three ratio between television and computer. And for me, I'm thinking computer watching it on TV seems inconvenient. But honestly, it's just because like a television is in my life as much as a as a home phone is. Which is to say that it's not. <laughs> I uh, that's my own personal lifestyle. Is that I've just moved on to only consuming content on a computer. I have headphones plugged into a computer and I watch all of my television on a computer via like Amazon Prime or Netflix or YouTube or whatever, just whatever service I find a thing on. I haven't, I've never have had a, I've never had cable. I only had my parents cable when I lived with parents or parents later on. Uh, and I've never bothered with cable and I've never had a home phone. I've just had a f- mobile phone and a computer. So that's, that's, that's these days. Uh, I can't watch content on my gaming consoles because you have to put them in the mode that doesn't have HDCP turned on. HDCP makes so that you can't record your consoles. Uh, when it's it's to protect dealing of content, basically. So on PS4 and stuff like that, uh, if you turn if you, if you if you go to the toggle that turns off HDCP, it allows you to record your content with your Elgato or whatever, uh, but it disables every video playback app on the entire uh, console. So if you turn off HTCP on PS4, then you uh, cannot open Netflix or YouTube or anything like that. So those apps are useless to me on console anyway. But since I'm feeding all, all of these things are only plugged into HDMI that plugs directly into my computer anyway, so I don't have a reason to try to with my personal home setup, I don't have a reason to watch stuff on console anyway. It'll just mean I'm using a console to watch it on my computer screen anyway. I'm like, but my computer's there. That's demographic stuff. Does it, what does it say if I click on computer? Does it start? Windows, Macintosh, and Linux. Hey, stats. So basically everyone's Windows, but there's some Mac and even less Linux. I wasn't sure what, I, I, I wasn't sure there was a subcategory to look at. Android is the clear majority here, followed by iOS, and then these basically don't exist. <laughs> Those three don't exist. Windows doesn't exist anymore. I used to have a Windows phone. I loved it. I loved its interface, everything about it, and it's gone now. Ah, Xbox, huh? I didn't think, I didn't expect Xbox to be beating Switch and Wii because Xbox, I thought, was doing terribly, the Xbox One. Although I think this counts... I think PS3 and 4 are one category, and Xbox 360 and, and 1 are one category here, whereas Switch and Wii are split. But yeah, the Wii is pretty dead at this point. Makes sense. But yeah, PlayStation's a clear majority for consoles. Not that it's a huge breakdown. Tablets, I guess? I don't fucking know. iOS mostly. So I, I guess Apple has more popular tablets than Android, I guess. I've never owned a tablet. And then Smart TV, Roku, Chromecast, Android. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Chromecast would count as watching on a TV, technically. Even though it's... Yeah. 
which is confusing because that's people watching it with a at that point your your source is a phone or a computer isn't it that feeds to the chromecast so you're watching on tv in a technical sense but the video source is not the tv the data source i think i don't think that there might be chromecast that can just directly connect to the internet without going through a computer or anything i don't know i don't use a tv as we've been over wow okay so this must be the live streaming category this report only applies to these streams. N okay. <laughs> no information. Thank you. Uh, eh? What happens if I click on one of these? Oh, it's actually the... It's actually the live graph that I get when I'm watching the stream happen. Neat. Like, that's how many people are viewing at any given moment. And then here's how many messages there are, which is, goes to zero a lot because people are not actively discussing in chat that much. It's like Discord. It's just kind of chill. This is subscribers. Subscribers gain, subscribers lost. This is another reason why you always want to be growing as a channel because you are always shrinking as a channel. There are always people that are unsubscribing for one reason or another. It's... You can't really control it or think about it too much. I mean, if you're in a YouTuber controversy, then you probably know why they're unsubscribing. But other, but if, if you're not in that situation, then it's literally hundreds of individual stories that, of that person's life. And so you can't even begin to, to deal with like the chaos theory level of complexity of every individual person's decisions. So you just can just exist here. Some of them are destroyed. Yeah, closed accounts. Some of, there's always some of them that are literally don't exist as a YouTube channel anymore, uh, as an account anymore. But a lot of them are just people that it, they're watching a channel. They're on the YouTube watch page. They're watching your video and they they click subscribe, and some of them click unsubscribe. People are more likely to unsubscribe on your YouTube channel itself than they are from your videos, because they often look at your channel and like remind themselves what your channel is and then unsubscribe or something. Whereas they're most likely to subscribe while watching a video right there on the channel. And I think that when they unsubscribe from a video, that's often when they are maybe even later in the same playlist and they've changed their mind about you because someone could be, someone could be on both lists if they just subscribed and unsubscribe impulsively in one sitting even. But here's that whole thing. Likes and dislikes. This is pretty vanilla, but bunch of likes, a few dislikes. The dislikes are more likely to be not from your subscribers but just from randos, but also every video just has a handful of dislikes. In fact, I, ever since I started YouTube, there's always been a percentage of audience members that like just sort of enjoys disliking every video instead of liking every video, and it's fine. Dislikes are just as valuable as likes and comments for promoting your content. It counts as an interaction and promotes your content and makes it do better. So oh, I welcome the dislikes. Come come at me. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, I don't even look at them, really. I'm just vaguely aware that they're always there, but they don't mean anything to me. Uh, especially since my most disliked videos are disliked for really silly reasons, and it's just silly. Like, uh, one of my most disliked videos ever is the finale for Nier Automata, where I didn't delete my date save data. And I'm like, what? Fuck off. Like, y'all potentially want DLC coverage which i didn't end up doing i guess but like why would i delete my save if i'm a content creator like i 
what if I need it because an expansion comes out or this post game that the audience demands me to do or something like if I delete my save for this for this funny this one poignant moment or whatever then I'm just like screwing myself but uh that that stuff like that gets a lot of dislikes these dislikes are probably people thinking that the finale for uh Outer Wilds wasn't a joke because <laughs> I think a decent number of people fell for that what's my most disliked video of the last 30 days Outer Wilds Part 29. Oh yeah, people were mad during the me, be, me being frustrated by puzzles. Listen, time limits are stressful. Fuck off. <laughs> time limits makes things stressful. You can lose your cool when you're trying not to fuck up. And everyone, and then time limits plus everybody's watching you be stressed out by the time limit is extra stressful. Let's widen the scope. This is a fun topic. So let's see my most disliked video from a wider amount of time. <clears throat> there's paper mario part one was my most disliked video oberdin part one's my most disliked video when we stretch out to a wider amount of time yeah that's that's more more and more and more see here you can see near automata the majority of feedback is dislikes and uh 999 part one but that's because people are hate watching the zero escape and 999 videos because well that's what they kind of are as a concept. Let's do my entire channel history. So let's go all the way back to 2013 if I can. Uh, they might not be tracked that far back. Oh, oh God, it's gonna crash my entire browser. Let's stop going back. This is enough of my overall viewership that we can stop going back. So my most disliked video of all time is Wasteland 2 Director's Cut, 142. Still a pretty he healthy meter, lots of likes. These are mostly pretty healthy meters, but yeah, Nier Automata ending is my most disliked video that's also like actually like a ratio because people are so mad at me for not deleting my save. It's silly. A lot of these are part ones because it's people discovering the channel and being like, fuck this guy. Here's the true ending. It's people skipping. That's people watching 999 being like, oh, I wonder how they reacted to the ending and then getting to the ending and be like, ah, they hated the ending of the game. I hate them because 999 is the best game ever. I hate you. Uh, fanboys rage is happening there to an extent. And so that's a that's one of my most disliked videos ever. Uh, Wasteland Director's Cut Part 2. That's just people not liking it. Some people were mad that I was reading all the tutorials out. I'm, I, was, I was learning how to play the game. <laughs> but, you know, people just being like, ah, you're playing this game wrong for 500 reasons. And also people being like, ah, this game's ugly and I hate it and this game's bad and other stuff like that. There's a bunch of dislikes here. I don't, as you can see, I don't, have, I don't have a lot of videos that have a lot of dislikes. Like, this plummets fast. Like, we're already going to the dregs of like, eh, there's like some dislikes on part one of Fortnite, I guess. Meh. A lot of this mostly amounts to the video is popular, so as a result, uh, the dislikes are high, even though the video it's a very small percentage of the dislikes. So like Oberdin, the dislike percentage is tiny here, six percent, but the video is very popular. Uh, it doesn't say how popular here, but it's a, that that video did well, so that six percent is still fifty-eight. So I've I've done good. I haven't a lot of, I haven't had a lot of controversies. The most controversial things I've ever done is not delete my save in Nier Automata and be and not like 999. Those are like the most controversial things of my YouTube fucking career, which is so weird to think about. Uh, yeah, most of these are just viral videos. Like the Silent Henry Henry playthrough did really well, so the 36 it got 36 dislikes just because a lot of people saw it. This was a trick. 
Xbox Live Indie Games has a lot of dislikes because I lied. Uh, what year was that? 2017? Yeah, it was April 1st. So that was an April Fool's Day joke. I uploaded it as being uh, Persona 5 Part 1, I think, as a joke. And Persona 5 was not out yet. So it was like a joke of like, ah, this much... Uh, this much wanted playthrough is coming out. Ah, oh, wow. Ah, surprise. I got an early key or whatever. Watch my video. And then everyone clicks on it. And it's like terrible Xbox Live Indie games. I think I did pick surprisingly good ones for that video. I, I, or at least good videos for that video. It was like a highlight reel of like some of my favorite Xbox Live Indie games that we did back on Sad Games. So it was like a cool surprise for people that actually watched it. And they're like, what is this? This video is crazy. Uh, previous year... I sometimes would just upload a weird video, like I uploaded the My Little Pony video on on April 1st, I think, but it wasn't like a, a trick, it just was that. But then more recently I uploaded like part one of Zero Time Dilemma, and it was actually just Andrew talking shit to the camera, and then a bunch of Colin, and then a bunch of Colin are joining to pad out the 30-minute uh, duration. In this case, the 30-minute duration was padded out by being actual Xbox Live indie game videos that we made in the past, but with the thumbnail and title lying about it being Persona 5. Which might be against YouTube Terms of Service on some level, actually, to just lie. But it's April 1st, so I think that they... I think that's supposed to be... I think they probably turned a blind eye that day. And, of course, I changed the I changed the title and thumbnail to this, like, the next day, because the joke's over at that point. Uh, just like how it's pointless to have, like, the first episode of a Patreon series be a mystery after the first day, because... What, are you going to make the whole series labeled as mystery episodes? Like, that's too far to go for that purpose uh what else was i thinking of can i click on this to get like that oh no you can't i want to get i want to click on this to get the highest percentage of dislikes because maybe there's like a really big spike somewhere that'd be kind of oh there's some dislikes thanks to the atlas policy i cannot play persona 5 <laughs> yeah as you might imagine there were some dislikes on that one and then some dislikes because I canceled the, the Dynasty Warriors 9 playthrough because I was all hyped to play it and it turned out it was bad. <laughs> it's a bad game. So it was one of the only times I've ever canceled a game just because it was so bad. It was just, I was I was hyped. I was excited. I uploaded part one the day of. I, I recorded part one. I had fun. I uploaded it. And I was like, cool, this is great. Yeah, I can keep going. And normally if I was playing in advance, I'd have more time to spend with a game to get an opinion of it before I committed to it as a series. But I had already uploaded part one, and then while I was recording part two, I was like, oh no. Actually, this game is bad, and all the cracks are showing. I've made a mistake. <laughs> so I had to, like, announce the cancellation with the next video. Uh, that's what happens when I make stuff day of, instead of having, like, a few days to prepare it in advance and be, and be more informed about the whole thing. But yeah, no major controversies. I have not, like, murdered anybody, or been in a makeup scandal or sold people fraudulent product or any weird shit like that so my biggest controversy is being a bad near player and pissing off fanboys <laughs> or just having a popular video which is just the normal way to get a lot of dislikes oh yeah this one that's a fun one that's the video you can watch that if you want that doesn't age very well it's a uh, me talking mad shit about fortnite because <laughs> Fortnite Battle Royale came out and I'm like this is stupid fuck you this is embarrassing and I just made fun of it for a video uh, obviously that went on to become the most popular video game in the world uh, but I made this the day it came out and I was bitter and annoyed because Fortnite 
was a game I was super excited about and I just wanted it to be really good. And like, I was excited about Fortnite for like six years because I saw the original announcement trailer and it was supposed to be a survival horror co-op game with scavenging and base building. And as you might imagine, it's now a cartoonish Skinner box nightmare battle royale hangout session that make where high school kids are exploited with gambling practices and colorful visuals like none of it is the game that I wanted. But uh, at the time that this came out, we had just done our Fortnite co-op series because battle royale didn't exist yet. And I was just bitter about the fact that the game was so clearly not the game that I wanted it to be and what they said it was going to be when they announced it. Like they just kind of turned on us and kind of betrayed us in that way. Uh, and then it was, it was flailing and failing as a game and it was doing terribly. And I was kind of just kind of relishing in that because I was bitter about the fact that they didn't make the game. Like if they made the game, they said they were going to make and it failed. I'd be like, Oh, that's a bummer. But if they said to me, they'd make one game and then completely published a different thing entirely. And it was full of all these gross Skinner boxes and microtransactions it was both not the game I wanted and full of gross shit. So I was like, fuck this game. I hope it fails. So when it was failing, I was like, yeah, fuck this game. And then when they made the Battle Royale mode, I'm like, that's embarrassing. So I made a video where I'm like comparing it to to, to player unknowns Battlegrounds, which I was enjoying at the time. And like, look, they ripped off the interface. They ripped off the closing circle and every gameplay element. This, Oh, this is embarrassing. You can't even lay down. There's not even a prone in this game. You can't even lay down in a bush. You can't even stealth because you're a cartoon character. They kept this whole stupid building mechanic that is terrible to have to do in an action context because the controls are a nightmare. And it's like, little did I know, all those elements made it the most popular game in the world, apparently. It's still like a really... I still do think it's kind of embarrassing and shoehorned in and like they so awkwardly took a game that was not designed to be played that way and just forced that genre into it. And it's not really the best instance of its own genre, but it got really popular for other reasons. And because that's how that's how things go is the best game is often not the po most popular one. Uh, due to its colorful art style and a bunch of other elements, they were able to make it the most popular thing and advertise it like crazy. And so it became the de facto top game anyway. But uh, I still do find that shift of like, fuck our creative vision. We're just going to steal those people's idea. Uh, to be really embarrassing and garish for a company to do and uh, desperate and kind of sad. Like I, 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 these days I'm like cool with like the Epic store and stuff like that. And I don't really have that much of a problem with that, but Fortnite's success story and how it, and the way it happened was just, it, I don't like any of that. <laughs> Nothing about that makes me happy. It's not the game that it was supposed to be. And they did a gross, like, idea rip to get where they got and so that's all just not a good feeling all around so that's a bummer uh that i'm just not psyched about yeah but as you might imagine now that's the most popular fucking video game in the world and stuff like that there's a bunch of dislikes on that video where i shit on it <laughs> and, and make fun of it for ripping off player unknowns battlegrounds which is definitely what happened a lot of really embarrassing excuses people are like no battle royales already existed before this technically or something and i'm like no it stole the exact interface and gameplay loop and all of the systems from pubg not from fucking whatever game people would other used to refer to that it's forgotten by time because it's no one plays it now, but 
there was other instances at the time that were fresher in people's memories. It's like when people say Neo has more in common with Onimusha than Dark Souls. I'm like, you idiot. I've played both of those games. That's an embarrassing claim. That is an embarrassing, stupid claim to say that Neo has more in common with than Onimusha than Dark Souls when it's every gameplay system of Dark Souls and none of the gameplay systems of Onimusha. It just happens to have a samurai and that's it. And theming is just not what the entirety of what games are. Uh, and you're making a kind of a false argument if that is what you mean because you're not correctly per, uh, telling everyone that that's what you mean in that point. But yeah, that, that's, the, that's that kind of thing. But yeah, people... Just fucking own it. Just admit it. Just admit that it's ripping off PUBG. You can like it more. It's fine. But don't fucking, like, lie about what everyone can see in front of them. That's just sad. And then down here is Edge of Eternity, which is, like, my most popular Let's Try ever, basically. I don't know why. I just played a indie JRPG-style game, and it just... The video's just done really well, so it has a bunch of likes and dislikes. But otherwise, there's not a lot of Let's Tries here besides that one. I guess that's my most popular one, but that's barely a Let's Try by definition. What are we at? What's our next category? I gotta burn through these. This video is way too long. I've done like three hours of podcasting today. Hope you guys appreciate it. Please support me on Patreon for like a dollar or more. You can vote for the next game that happens after Celeste, whenever that happens. And also watch all 56 episodes of this. They're not this long normally. I don't normally go on for three hours. Uh, but here we are. So videos and playlists. What? So people are adding videos to playlists. Just to watch later, basically. So the most popular one for some reason is Pathologic 2 Part 62. I don't understand. Let's stream Overwatch is just my stream, so that title will change constantly. That that makes sense. Except they're probably doing it wrong cuz they're probably not adding the they're probably not successfully adding the video to their playlist, but instead my stream page itself, except I don't know. A bunch of people added off to stream to watch later. <clears throat> now there's another instance of Let's stream Overwatch here. I'm sorry, did did, did nearly 100 people add one live stream to their watch later playlist? I have no idea. This, this this might be algorithms. Right. I think there's bots and stuff like that 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 just auto throw together like Overwatch playlists that aren't my audience and also aren't me. I think that might be what some of this is. This is just a curiosity of a page mostly. Okay. Comments. Most commented on things. Lots of comments on streams because they're streams that really muddies the water <laughs> then a bunch of comments on celeste jackbox outer wilds it really is just whatever is the most popular videos probably have the most comments and and also if something noteworthy happens in the video for people to comment on like everyone talking about the mess that was the shenzhen video for example but a lot of it's just streams shares people keep sharing the we were here uh finale apparently that's interesting. And some and some other stuff. This is just they're just shares. And they're also very minor stats, a tiny percentage of viewership that's a curiosity more than something you'd ever want to like base behavior on. Zero annotation cl clicks. I haven't made an annotation in like 5 years, so that makes sense. They've also been deleted. Oh yeah, they've been deleted from existence. <laughs> they don't exist anymore. Right. Uh so all the ones that existed anyway have been deleted from existence. So that's not a surprise. 
It's only here because I'm using the old analytics page. Card clicks, zero. Teaser card clicks, seven. I'm not sure what the difference is. Is that just when they highlight it to see what it is and then they don't click on the actual uh, card anyway or something? I don't know what the difference is between a teaser click or what. I don't know. There are links to Patreon and stuff or whatever, I guess. It's obviously like a negligible part of the channel. Oh, right. I, cards are different. I never, I don't use cards. They kind of confuse me and I don't really even notice them on other people's channels. So here's end screen. So yeah, like 200 people have clicked on my end screen this month to go click on a different, go watch a different video or whatever. I don't know which of these videos is the source and which one of them is the destination necessarily. Hmm. Oh yeah, no, the, the top one is the destination because I think the top one is the uh, yeah the top one is the playlist yeah that's why it says let's play let's play Yakuza Kiwami complete so this is my my system I often have where part one will often have a link to the playlist at the end card so you can watch the playlist just another way of getting people on the playlist again that's common enough and this is the new. Yep, this is the new Patri the new dashboard. But you know what? I've talked about this for two hours, so I'm not going to show the new one so much. Because fucking I've gone on it for too long, and I'm not really interested anymore. But yeah, there's a new dashboard. I haven't really even learned it or how to navigate it or what to look at it. But it's just a different, it's just a different way of, of processing information and so on. And so it's just another new look because they're revamping all of YouTube. I hate it <laughs> just because it's my daily job. And so whenever they move stuff and change things, whether it's better or not, it's always worse inherently just because I have to spend more time figuring out how to do my job again. And so all changes are negative because of the, uh, the efficiency loss, even if there might be some reason why it's arguably better. So I'm looking for, I'm not looking forward to that <laughs> adopting the new, uh the new like channel creator dashboard everything but as part of that here's the this is the new analytics page i'm gonna go get food and get prepped because i only have one hour now until tonight's no man's sky stream happens with bird so i gotta wrap this up this was supposed to be a so much shorter but i just i can't not fully answer a question so i just go and I got ambitious and thought I'd answer two questions today. And I was wrong because the first question was already a whole dura video duration. And the second question was like two videos. So I don't know. We'll see. I might take I might take next week off from the Patreon Q&A just to like compensate. But you guys got three hours of video, although it's not exclusive, but it's still the series. And I don't know. It's fine. Please support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash SebastianSB. Lots of calls to action here. I don't normally do calls to action. I feel weird doing calls to action. It's not part of my natural behavior pattern, and I have to force myself to do it. See you guys next time. Goodbye. Good night. See ya. See ya. Congratulations on getting to this two-hour video, two video about graphs. You, you're my target demographic. You're probably 35 years old. Male. Have an office job. <laughs> Did I nail it? Did I nail it? Augustus? There's one of you. I narrowed it down to one person. 